What's that place you've always wanted to try? Well, you're there. Sharing plates with just one bite. Or on second thought, maybe not sharing. It's that good. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Hello. And welcome to Rhyme Entertainment Showcase with your host, Rita and Mel. Hi, and welcome to Rhyme Entertainment Showcase. So we're on episode four now. Um, yep, so in case you didn't realise and you haven't tuned in before, my name is Mel. And my name is Rita. And we've got a great show lined up for you today, haven't we, Mel? We definitely have. So, um, as part of the regular um, corners that we do have, we have Coach Rita's Corner. Um, and um, we've also got our special guest of the month um, for August, which is Carol Hansen. So Carol Hansen is a style consultant and a style coach um, and she's definitely inspired me. Um, we've done, well, I had a, an event uh, rec- well, recently, it's already been over a year yeah, now. Yeah. Um, how is time going? Like how are we already in 2019 and August, four months Soon will be Christmas. Christmas. Um, yeah, so anyway. And my birthday. Anyway, we won't. It's not 2020 yet. Let's just still deal with 2019. Um, yeah, so um, there was an event uh, celebrating women in business, and she was one of the speakers. She really inspired me in terms of, um, you know, putting some colour into your wardrobe. And then I realised, hang on a sec, we're recording this, and we're and both wearing, wearing black. black. <laughs> What's wrong with us? Anyway, so um, that's to come. You're going to learn a lot from her. She's got an amazing journey. Um, I mean, her own um, company, Want Her Outfit, has got so much information on how to create your, you know, create your style out of the minimal wardrobe that you might have. So it doesn't mean that you have to spend loads. You can even do it on the budget or the limited wardrobe that you have, because believe me, you probably got some more style than what you think. True. And Coach Rita's Corner is basically talking about feeling good on the inside as well as feeling good on the outside and how you feel on the inside really does affect what's going on on the outside. So it's gonna be a great insight with my corner as well as listening to Carol on basically covering the inside and the outside and being your whole confident, wonderful self. Absolutely. So this is basically what this month's about. It's about you, male or female, about confidence, it's about fashion, style, you being the style that you want to be as well. Um, And also a little bit of, you know, a bit of tips and motivation from Coach Rita's Corner. <laughs> I don't know why she points to me. It's Coach Rita's corner, I not my corner. But hey, anyway. They understand. Um, whatever. Anyway, so um, yeah, we hope you enjoy this month's show and look forward to more in September. But- Hi, and welcome to Coach Rita's Corner. Today we're talking about feeling good on the inside, something that is so important and that many of us overlook. We feel that if we dress the right way and we put on the right makeup, that we will appear confident. And yeah, style is important. The way you dress is important. The way you present yourself to the world is important as obviously you'll learn a bit more about style from our show this month but if you're not feeling good on the inside if you're not feeling confident on the inside no matter what you wear it will have an impact so if you're someone who struggles with confidence or is a little bit shy 
I wanna give you a few pointers to help you and encourage you about tapping into that feel good factor. It's important to love yourself. It's important to tap into what you like about yourself, what it is about you that makes you smile. Now, often when I say this to clients, they struggle. They're like, mm, I'm not too sure. Maybe I need to ask my friend about it. But we all have an idea of our good points. We all have an idea of those things about us that we love. Because at the end of the day, they make up our personality. And you ask yourself, is there a part of your personality that you don't wanna change? I bet there is. And that's something that you love about yourself. So I want you to tap into that. I want you to tap into that place inside of you that makes you smile about you. It's not about anyone else. It's not about how anyone else makes you feel. It's about those good points that you can pull out about you that is all from you. So it's got nothing to do with anyone else because there are good points in everyone and it's just about finding them. It's just about connecting to them and tapping into that so that you start to feel confident and you start to actually enjoy being who you are. Now, I'm speaking from experience. I used to be extremely shy. I used to lack a lot of confidence and suffer from anxiety and I used to also though dress very differently because I loved being unique. I loved being different to everyone else and I did this exercise with myself years ago and it was like you know what I like that about me. I like this about me. I love the way that I don't want to just follow the norm that I just want to be myself and I love the way I joke and there's so many and then I started to really go into it and actually pull out so much more about myself and then I realized hold on a minute I do really love a lot of qualities about myself so why am I afraid to show it so utilizing that along with meditation helped me overcome a lot of my insecurities to be who I am today and actually just be, you know what, this is who I am and I love the way that I am and I feel confident in who I am. Therefore, that energy comes across and what I wear is not really an issue because I feel confident in anything I wear, whether I decide to dress up or whether I decide to have no makeup with my hair up and just lounge, whatever it is, it's about that confidence within. So tap into those qualities that you do like about yourself. And there are qualities, even if it takes you longer than anticipated of trying to think, what are these qualities that I do love about myself? They are there. This is quality time to spend on this exercise, to really tap into that. Because you are what you wear. You are the brand. And you need to be that person. You need to shine your light. You need to feel good on the inside. And if you're not tapping into that, if you're not feeling good on the inside, then whatever you do externally will help, you know, will help you, you know, some people say when they put makeup on, they actually feel a lot better. And it's true, it does help. But if you haven't tapped in to that feel good connection, if you haven't tapped into owning who you are, eventually that feeling will fade away. And when you take that makeup off, you'll sink back into yourself. But we want you to not sink back into yourself. We want you to shine whether you dress up or whether you don't. It doesn't matter 
It's about you being you and feeling good on the inside so that you shine no matter what you wear, what time of day. So try and do that exercise. Pull out those good points about you and enjoy that. Just spend some time. If you can, spend some time closing your eyes in meditation and just focusing on you and the qualities you do love about yourself. Because I bet you there are a lot of things that you don't want to change about your personality and that you actually love about yourself. So I hope this exercise will help you. I'm sure that it will. And remember, you are worth spending this time to connect within and feel good. Feeling good on the inside changes not only your confidence and your style, but it also attracts exciting things into your life and it helps you manifest even more great things. So give this exercise a go. And remember, feeling good on the inside is the most important ingredient to feeling good on the outside. This is Coach Rita. Welcome back everyone to Rhyme Entertainment Showcase. As promised, we mentioned that we were going to be talking to a style coach. So today we've got Carol Hansen of Wants Her Outfit. Um, so yeah, we're going to be covering a lot today. So first, before we begin, I'd like to welcome Carol to the show. Welcome to Rhyme Entertainment Showcase. Thank you very much for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here and uh, looking forward to talking to you this afternoon and, and hope that what I've got to say will be interesting to the people watching. I'm pretty sure it yeah, will be. Definitely. If it's interesting to us, it will be interesting <laughs> to everyone else. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so um, your mission in life, Carol, is to help women feel and look confident. Yeah. What inspired you to make this your mission? Well, to be honest, um, the business came from a less successful business in 2013 with no experience in e-commerce, marketing, or fashion, I went out and bought an existing online boutique. How hard could it be? Well, very as I found out. <laughs> uh, and, <clears throat> excuse me, it was about the time when it was starting to become much harder to get ranked on Google, um, mm. and you had to really understand social media to, to build a business, an online business up. So I ended up doing a lot of offline marketing as well and attending networking events uh, but also putting on um, fashion shows fashion events and I was attracting women who wanted to talk to me not about buying clothes but about the fact that they couldn't ever find anything that worked for them yeah. and the, or they just didn't like themselves in clothes and so on and so forth there was a common denominator that came through it all and that common denominator was that it was they lacked confidence in themselves and they lacked a knowledge a level of knowledge as well about what suited them um, and a lot of it was women um, main women that I work with are over 40 so they've gone through lifestyle changes and uh, you know body shape changes which meant that they weren't you know they struggled to know what suited them Mm -hmm. That's what inspired me really to um, to train in styling. And the original plan was to train in styling and then uh, to take my, my clients through the styling process and then to be able to recommend clothes that I got in stock for them. Unfortunately, that plan didn't quite work because the women I was attracting for styling weren't right for the clothes that I'd got in stock. So um, that business basically went by the wayside. But um, it was an expensive mistake, but it got me to where I am now. So I, it's part of a journey, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And you probably find that with a lot of businesses where you just trial. It's trial and error, isn't it? And then you end up learning from it and you yeah. build yourself up. It's great. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, so um, on reading um, from your website, wantheroutfit.com, um, I, and you know, at the time when we got to, uh, to know each other, I wasn't aware of this, but I know you suffered from anorexia nervosa um, for over 20 years. Are you able to go into how you overcame it? What, what was that journey like and how did you um, 
get to that point where you're, you know, your your confident self to be able to cross over that barrier? It was a long and difficult journey. Um, <laughs> most people who suffer from uh, the average um, journey that someone has with anorexia is about 12 years. Mm. Mine was 20, and a lot of that was because um, I'm extremely stubborn, and um, and I insisted on not seeking medical help at the time when I was diagnosed there wasn't an awful lot of help other than hospitalization and um and basically force feeding it was more about the physical side of it than it was about the mental side of it because anorexia like any eating disorder is not really about the food it's a mental health disorder um and the food is just a, a mechanism if you like for the problem so, yeah, it was a long and hard journey. And like many anorexics, I got thoroughly addicted to exercise to the point of obsessive about exercise. And it was really my body breaking down physically um, that what started with a pain in my hip ended up with my hamstring being totally seized up that I actually couldn't literally couldn't walk. Mm. Um, that kind of I'd had a few moments of this can't go on like this but that was a really defining moment for me um and even then i sought help from health professionals who encouraged active recovery as opposed to anyone who was going to tell me to stop exercising and um so again i think i lengthened the process in that recovery period but i guess one of the big turning points for me was that in two, beginning 2008 i got myself a personal trainer and he helped me to see exercise in a very different way. I'd been all about cardio, all about fat burning, calories. And the knowledge back then was very much more about, you know, calories and cardio and so on and so forth. But yeah, that yeah. taught me to see exercise a different way. And although I was already starting to come to terms with the eating side of it, that was kind of the final link in the chain. But the other side of it was that I have still got a fantastic husband that I have had for over 38 years. And he stood by me, even though you know we went through a hell of a lot in our marriage and it nearly cost us our marriage. It mm. may or may not, it's never been proven, um, cost us the ability to have children. Um, mm. And you know, it, it cost me a lot in terms of my relationships, my social life and the way that my career didn't progress because I had zero self-confidence and zero self-esteem. So yeah, it had a huge impact on my life. Yeah, yeah. How did you build up? Was there a turning point for you that sort of triggered or was it just something that happened no, over time? I think it was a very gradual process and I felt for a number of years that um, like many people with a problem with addiction, which is effectively what it was, um, I was in recovery, but I now don't believe I'm in recovery. I, de I believe I am recovered. So it's a different, that's a very different mindset. You know, I, I felt for a number of years, there were things that could trigger me that could send me back, spiraling back down again, like um, my father's death in 2006. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of a, that was a, a you know, very traumatic for me, and that sent me into spiral of not eating again. Yeah. Um, things like you know, major emotional things like that, or trauma like that. Mm -hmm. But I feel that that is the case at all now. Yeah. Yeah. So with um, so with your business now, do you feel that that was a great way to kind of move into that because? A, it kind of gave you that bit more momentum to really stay on top of it, to really kind of take control of, of what you want and how you want it to feel? Um, that's an interesting question. I don't know I've ever actually considered it from that angle. I think the angle I considered it from was I was, I've always been someone who wants to give back and, um, and to help others. And it was, in a sense, it was triggered by the fact that I then felt by the time I started styling in 2015, I felt that I wasn't going to slip back into that. That if people started talking to me about eating disorders, I could handle it. And, and the sense that, or if people started talking to me and telling me that they felt too fat, I could then handle it. Whereas mm -hmm. before I'd been, oh, well maybe that's that's me, maybe I'm too fat. And you know, it, yeah. it would 
I wouldn't have been in a position of being able to stand back and not have an emotional attachment to it. Mm. So I guess it was timing's everything, isn't it? And, and that really, I guess, is a, is a huge part of it. I certainly couldn't have gone into styling when I was suffering from anorexia at all. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, great. I mean, style is about confidence. Yeah. Can you tell us why this is so important to women? You know, a lot of people don't associate style with confidence, but why is that important? Well, confidence is important because we feel empowered when we're confident. Yeah. We feel yeah. happy when we're confident. We're superheroes when we're confident, yeah. aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Put on the Batwoman cape and go flying around the around the world. And we feel good about ourselves inside and out and therefore we have we can we attract the same type of people we're able to help a lot more people women love to help people we're nurturing caring people you can't do that from a position of not being confident and if you feel good about the way that you look and the way that you're dressed and it's a reflection of who you are that is super powerful really is and so confidence is a big part of it and not feeling confident about ourselves affects every aspect of our of our lives in a sense it can affect our relationships again it can affect our abilities at work um, our abilities to put ourselves forward for promotion if we're in a corporate role or to further our business if we're self-employed um, it affects our relationships with the children as well if we're if we're not confident um and so it is a really powerful tool to be able to be confident and the fact that 97 percent of women suffer from body confidence issues and all right some of those may be very minor and some of them will be very, at very extreme level but you know that's a hell of a figure uh, if i can do anything to influence that figure in a positive way then that's success on my terms amazing so yeah and so, you know you know yourselves if you put on something and it doesn't quite feel right or you're self-conscious yeah. about it can't be who you are whereas if you're wearing an outfit that really reflects who you are mm -hmm. um how different we feel sometimes when we put on a pair of heels for heaven's sake oh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah posture's different and it just feels good yeah definitely i mean i think so rita for some reason she had a dream about me wearing red and now she can't stop seeing me in red and <laughs> i'm not wearing red today but it's weird because for the last few months red has been my thing and i've like i've now i'm just attracted to that color and i just feel so great when i wear it so yeah even if it's red lipstick or you know <laughs> I mean, there have been an awful lot of psychological studies done on this about how our clothing can impact our mood, the way that we act, the way that others respond to us as well. So it's, you know, it's a hugely fascinating subject and one I could go on about for hours. <laughs> <laughs> we'll need to we'll need to catch up with coffee on that one. I think. <laughs> Definitely. OK, so um, following on from that. There is a lot of women who tend to give up easily on themselves and taking time out um, for themselves, be it, you know, if it is exercising or even just time to stop and just meditate or just, you know, have them some, you know, me time, you know. Um, what would you say to women um, that are in that sort of situation where they're just not having time for themselves? What sort of advice would you give about that? Well, my first thing would be don't do it and because if we neglect self-care then we cannot we cannot serve from an empty vessel um there is a reason why in the airlines briefing that they say put on your oxygen mask before attempting to help others because if you if you've got no reserves then you can't help others so therefore if you neglect yourself there's nothing left to give and women are so are prone to doing it because we are, again, we're carers, we're nurturers, the family comes first, other people come first, all of the demands of life come first, and we don't, we put ourselves at the bottom of the pile. But it's, it's not right to do that at all, because we can't be any good to anybody if we've got no energy, we're feeling exactly. heated, um, 
And I know how easy it is to just get out, pull out, get out of bed and pull on a pair of jogging bottoms and a top and just get on with the day. But how much mm. better do you feel if you actually get dressed up a bit, put some makeup on, even if you're going to be at home during the day? Um, and how yourself up. Yeah. Comparison. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I, mean, I, I work from home uh, a lot of the times with clients online. And sometimes I'll just, you know, pull on something nice, makeup, and it just makes me feel a whole lot better and more productive in my day yeah. than just not wearing, you know, just as you said, running around in your pajamas. Yeah, all my pajamas. <laughs> yeah. too easy to do that, isn't it? And and kind of yeah. think you're being productive, where in fact it's not. And it's it's almost a bit like, well, if you go out when you go out to work, you always make an effort. Um, <laughs> When, you, when you're in an office or whatever. So why not do that when you're working from home to an extent? Because you're going to feel better about it. You're going to feel as though you're in a role. There was a, um, a test that was done some years ago. I can't remember which university, but basically a group of students were give, given a cognitive test. But before the test, a group of them were given a white lab coat to wear and were told it was a doctor's coat. They performed better in the test than those not wearing the coat because they assume that role of the doctor, that professional, the, you know, doctors are professional, they're intelligent, we respect their knowledge and so on. They did better in the test. And there are an awful lot of studies that have been done very similar to that, that prove that our clothes do make a big difference and the way that we present ourselves makes a big difference. Definitely, absolutely. Great, yeah, I love that. <laughs> so, so I'm, anyway. Oh, sorry giving up a bit to maybe pop on, try on a different outfit, maybe just even add a necklace or some earrings or something like that. See how different you feel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for me, I've got like a set of pearl earrings that I would put on and all of a sudden I just feel a little bit more, I don't know, more classier and a little <laughs> bit more dainty. You know, yeah, I think dainty is the word. But like, yeah, you do go through that. Or if I am wearing a pair of hoops, then I'm, I feel I'm in a different mood. But I mean, it's all a good mood, but it's just a different style that you feel. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So, I mean, mentioning accessories, what a lot of us tend to put that to one side it's like okay I've got the right outfit and they'll be like I'm not someone who wears jewelry or anything how important is accessories to an outfit or is well, it important? Michael Kors famously said that accessories are the exclamation point of a woman's outfit and it's true they are. and then I realize I'm not wearing any accessories today <laughs> Accessories are important because they can help um, they can help correct the wrong colours if you're wearing the wrong colours. So, for example, black isn't in my colour palette, but I wear an awful lot of black. But I also wear accessories, so you'll see me with black with silver jewellery or something like that, which will offset the black. They finish an outfit off. It means you need less clothes, um, and that you can make more outfits from less clothes. Um, you can use accessories to make you look taller um, by having a scarf just put round, hanging down round your neck will actually make you look taller because it's creating vertical lines in your clothing. And when you create vertical lines, that will help you look taller. Um, you can use um, jewellery to offset um, or change the help with your body shape as well, again, to make you look taller if you've got a longer pendant on. Um, maybe to make your shoulders look wider if you're looking to emphasize that with a chunkier necklace, um, to take away from a short neck as well. So it can really help. And if you're wearing stuff around your face as well, that people are going to look into your eyes and be more engaged with you. Oh, food for thought. That's great. I love yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Time to buy a red scarf, I think. Now. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to get a red scarf now. <laughs> Oh, great. I love, I love that. Oh, it's got me thinking now what more. I've got loads of accessories, but, you don't use but them. I just don't yeah, use them. Yeah. So I think a lot of women are going to get so much from just this part of the interview as well. I mean, there's yeah, plenty to yeah. get from this. Brilliant. Thank you. Okay, so um, I know currently your biggest passion is about fashion and the environment. So yeah. we live in a society where we are gradually becoming more aware of the planet, but we're also being encouraged to spend more on clothes. 
what's your opinion of this? Like, tell us about, you know, tell us about what um, what your points are, points of view are on this. Well, fast fashion cannot continue. Fast fashion is killing the planet. It's as simple as that. In the last 20 years, the amount of clothes that we've bought and the amount of clothes that we throw out and we don't necessarily send them to landfill directly ourselves. There are an awful lot of clothes that do end up in landfill, but indirectly clothes end up in landfill. And again, they don't break down in landfill. But let's go straight back to right back to the fact that when we're manufacturing, we're treating resources as infinite resources, finite resources, water, soil, stuff like this. When we manufacture cotton, it uses an incredible amount of um, water and um, the way it's, if it's not organic cotton, then an awful lot of pesticides. Um, and that then has a damage on the soil. It also has an impact on the farmer's health as well. The average cotton farmer um, on a non-organic farm only lives to about 40 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there's the whole manufacturing side of it that you bring in. There's the toxic chemicals that are used and then discharged into the water supply with dyes and stuff like that. Mm. There's the, the um, impact on labor because to make fast fashion, we're not paying fair wages to people. Um, yeah. You may or may not recall the Rana Plaza disaster back in 2013, where the garment factory yes. collapsed in a matter of seconds, killing yeah. 1,100, nearly 1,200 people. Um, and injuring about another three and a half thousand, I think it was. Um, that was because they were factories that were not safe. And although a lot has been done to improve those conditions, don't let's think that that problem has been totally solved. It hasn't. You still, and the majority of women, of people in the garment industry are women. Garment workers are women. 80% um, of them are women and they're not a majority of them are not being paid proper wages they're working overtime but it's it's better paid work than they can get doing other things and therefore they still carry on doing it um and then you've got to talk about all the, the kind of the fast delivery turnarounds which then means using up more carbon in terms of um uh, deliveries um and then the fact that we've just got too many clothes we just don't even wear them um and then you've got manufacturers overstocks, the scandals that have been in place, uh, that have been revealed about Burberry burning stocks because it didn't want to decrease the value of its stock. There have been yeah. other just fast fashion manufacturers such as H&M have been held up um, having been burning stocks because they just manufactured too much. It's just crazy. We can't continue like this. We have to change our attitudes towards clothing. We have to be prepared to pay more, look after our clothes more, um, buy better quality, look after them, and keep them for longer. Yeah. Second hand. You know, I love rifling in second hand boutiques and designer stores, uh, pre loved boutiques where you can find stuff that's unique. Um, and when you know what colours and styles suit you, then you don't get overwhelmed by the fact that you've got, you know, all different things in there. Um, and, and just be more sensible with your clothes. Learn to repair your clothes. So many of us have, you know, don't get taught. Kids don't get taught sewing at school anymore. And it's really, do you know, that's something I'm really passionate about. And you know, if anything does rip or whatever, I'm someone that would just get the sew. You know, just sew it. It's yeah. not. It's not difficult to learn the art of sewing. Yeah. <laughs> no. And if you can't do it, then fair enough, because an awful lot of um, there's an awful lot of independent seamstresses out there. Um, is look for independent seamstresses in your area. I'm very lucky that um, in our town that we've got an amazing one and she actually does tailoring for people like Ted Baker and Karen Millen as well. Vendor oh. stuff to get altered. She's incredible and she's, she's very reasonable. And when you think about, well, okay, I'll get that um, mended or, or altered or whatever, that's so much cheaper than going and getting um, a new outfit and you're giving business to local people. What's what's not to love about that? Yeah, yeah. and that's what it's about. It's about ethical buying as well. Absolutely. You know, you don't always have to just go to the, the best superstore just because everyone says it is. Look to your local businesses because you'll find that they've got a lot more to offer. 
absolutely local businesses and also look for more sustainable fashion as well there's an awful lot coming starting to come out now that mm -hmm. is sustainable but don't necessarily believe all you read in terms of the bigger brands claiming with their claims about sustainability there's an awful lot of greenwashing going on out there now but um yes i am passionate about it as you might have gathered <laughs> by the way that um, but I'm actually and I'm actually rebranding this year so that I am rebranding as a conscious wardrobe stylist want her outfit will go um, and I'm, I'm going to be trading under my own name um, and so I'm going to be doing an awful lot more myself about um, sustainability too and there are some good brand directories out there and stuff like that so you can really we've got to look more rather than just thinking okay I'll go and buy a t-shirt for five quid or go and buy two t-shirts for a ten or whatever it just we've got to stop doing that yeah and I think um the transition that you will make as well I think there's a lot of women that will need that because you know obviously just talking about it right now it's like well, okay where do I begin you know how, how do I do this and then obviously having someone like yourself who can guide them and support them and say okay this is the best way let's do this together I think is going to be a tremendous yeah, asset absolutely. for a lot of women out there. So that's great. Thank you. So we spoke a little bit earlier about some style tips, you know, with the long scarf. Is there like anything else that you can share with us and our audience of just any little tips that they could take on board for themselves? Okay, well, the most important thing to do is, um, is getting your colours right. And um, while the sort of the conclusive way of doing it is go and see a colour analysis, there are some tips that you can do at home as well that you can try out yourself um, to see if you can determine whether you're what's called a warm or a cool um, palette. Now that basically means if you are, um, the warm or cool palette comes from the undertone of your skin, not the presenting colour on your skin, um, but the undertone. And the undertone is made up, believe it or not, of carotene, melatonin and hemoglobin so it's a genetic composition and it doesn't change so you get a tan it doesn't change the only thing that will happen is you will lose a little bit of pigmentation when you get older um, that's just a natural part of the, the aging process mm. and what you want to do with that um, pigment that undertone if you like is reflect it not fight it you know you sometimes you put on a color and you go oh I look tired or I look overwhelmed or the, co the color stands out far more than you do. Um, so the, you know, while I can't go through a full color analysis, as I say, there are certain tips that you can try. So not wearing makeup and it's important that you don't wear makeup on this and you do it in natural light facing a window with a mirror on the windowsill or whatever is try the gold and silver test. So put something gold against yourself and something silver against yourself. The gold is a warm color, the silver is a cool color. What looks best? Um, for me personally, silver is better. If I put gold on, I look brassy and the gold t tends to take over. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one good way of doing it. And try holding up something white and cream. White again is cool, cream is a warm color. Mm -hmm. What kind of washes you out or looks better on you? Um, and then finally is, and this is to look at the veins on the inside of your wrist. If you've got a cool color palette, the veins appear more blue. Mm. If they are look slightly more greenish, then then that's a warm color palette. Yeah, Let's see, yeah. Oh, that's so. Oh, I'm so like, I don't know. Just, oh, yeah, so much there that I've got from you. <laughs> And another key bit is, is, is obviously your body shape and what's kind of classed as the ideal body shape that so few people actually have or women actually have is the hourglass shape. So your hips are in proportion with your bust basically and you've got a nipped in waist. So what we try and do is we emulate that. So if, for example, um, and the most common body shape in the in the West is called the pear body shape. So you're slimmer on top and you've got wider hips and thighs. So what you want to do is balance that out by make, drawing attention to your top half and playing attention away from your bottom half. So you could do that with wider lapels, collars, jewelry up here, um even shoulder pads that kind of thing so that 
effect balances out your um and similarly if it's the other way around so that you've got broader shoulders and narrow hips which an athletic someone who's quite athletic might have for example you do it the other way around so you put more width on the bottom that could be just simply a pair of trousers that's got pockets on or something like that that just gives a bit more uh, bulk to the bottom half so that's another good one if you want to make it and finally if you want to make yourself look taller then wear the same color throughout because if you or the same shade or shades of a color starting with lighter on the bottom and working down to um, darker on towards the lighter on the top darker on the bottom yeah. because every time you see <clears throat> um, a change in color the when the eye looks at it it creates a horizontal line and a horizontal line has a shortening and widening effect so if you have a top that's one color and then trousers or a skirt that's a different color the body will see a horizontal line wherever that change of of color is wow this is like mind hashtag mind blown <laughs> yeah, absolutely wow. I'm, I'm, yeah i'm gonna look at clothes and the way i dress for our wardrobe yeah <laughs> Definitely on the on looking taller because yeah, that's probably yeah. <laughs> yeah we're quite, we're quite short. <laughs> okay, well, that's brilliant. The other thing, Melissa, is don't carry a big handbag. Yeah. Because if you're, shorter, okay. you're carrying a big handbag, you actually look smaller. Yeah, which I carry my big Nike backpack with me <laughs> practically everywhere, and I feel I feel <laughs> like I'm mine. four foot or something. <laughs> like I really do feel yeah. very short. So it's just, yeah, and I know I'm like stomping around and I feel, no, this is not the way I want to look. And I'm pretty sure everyone thinks I'm a little girl that should be in school or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that's brilliant. I love this insight. It's been amazing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, amazing. Okay, so, um, so, I mean, you're a successful business owner. Um, you know, I mean, again, you gave a really great talk at the event that I did um, last year already. It's already time to fly so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what sort of advice would you give to women or even just anyone who wants to start their own business? What, yeah, what, you know, even the highs and lows of it? I would say the first thing is really think it through in terms mm. of what it is you want to do. Um, you need to make sure you're passionate about whatever it is you want to do because you're going to be living and breathing it. And if you're half-hearted about it, you're not going to make a success of it. So it needs to be something that you are passionate about. But equally, it's a business. So it needs to be something that you can make money out of too because if, it's not, if you can't make money out of it, then it's a hobby. So I would always advise doing lots of homework to start with, and that homework may include doing some research, testing your ideas out among family and friends, seeing what they come up with, what they think about your ideas. Um, I was talking to somebody last year, I think it was, who was um, wanted to, to start making her own natural um, home products, for home care products. And I said, that's great. I said. But she said, I don't know where to start. So I suggested that she maybe found some recipe, sounds the wrong word, but you know what I mean. So okay. she put stuff together and gave them out a sample. She was doing a local yoga, she was involved in a local yoga group. Give them mm. out sample in the yoga group and see how they get on with them and what they think of them and whether they'd actually buy them. Yeah. Um, uh, but test stuff out to start with. And think about how much money you might need to get launched and then double it um, because we so often underestimate what we're going to need and when we're going to start making any money when we run a business as well. Yeah. It can often take us much, much longer and get as much information as you can to start with. Research competitors because nobody's got a completely unique um, business idea anymore. Um, but don't be afraid of competition either. Competition can be your friend because if, if there's competition, that means people are buying it. And um, you, know, you will always have your own unique angle on whatever it, whatever it is you're doing, um, most definitely. And where you can, try and do some early networking, if you like, to try and, again, build up your contacts a bit 
and also to just find out who else is out there who may be able to help you because you're not going to be an expert on everything and this is one thing that I hear time and time again from small business or owners is, is I'm great at what I do, but it's all the other stuff I have to do as well. Because as, as when we start off in business, we're doing it all ourselves. Yeah. Um, um, and we don't expect to be proficient in everything that we're doing at all. But we do need to understand some basics. But also, if you can afford to just help use somebody else to help you a bit, then then do that. And Or anything else that you find so challenging, you really can't get your head around, you probably need to... Um, let somebody else do that for you um, and at the earliest opportunity get yourself into with a business coach or mentor or something that's going to help you progress your business because at whatever level you are within your business it really helps to have someone else outside friends and family that you can use as a mentor and coach absolutely yeah, yeah. great Definitely. tips yeah perfect yeah. love it okay so what would be your final message to our viewers and listeners out there that you'd love to share with them today, Carol? I think one of my biggest messages, stop comparing yourself to others. We all do it. And we all find ourselves wanting when we're doing it as well. Um, and social media just fuels it um, as well. You know, yeah. People snapshots on social media. We see them having a fantastic, what appears to us to be a fantastic life, because that just happens to be the minuscule bit that they've shared, um, mm -hmm. and we we feel inadequate as a as a result of it. Whether it be our appearance, whether it be their fantastic social life, their holidays, their house, whatever, or the way that their businesses appear to go. Everyone treads a different path, and whatever you see that's online is only a snapshot of what someone wants you to see. Um, and it's it's hard to do to switch off, but I do think that that really is my biggest piece of advice. And as I said, we all have a tendency to do it, um, but we have to stop back and think carefully about uh, not doing it and be realistic about the fact that everybody is on a different journey and a different path. Yeah. definitely having being that authentic self I think that's definitely key um love it absolutely couldn't agree with you more Carol <laughs> absolutely <laughs> well thank you so much for being a guest for this month's Rhyme Entertainment Showcase um episode um again you know it's been a pleasure I mean we definitely yeah. obtained so much information um, and I think we're probably just going to rethink everything on our wardrobe, so. we're going to look at our body shapes, the accessories. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, um, but I'm pretty sure that our viewers have got so much from this um, and when they see this show there you know there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be positively influenced and again the real message here is about being your true self mm. and and you know, not being afraid to be that, be yourself, and being that, um, like I said, being the authentic self that you are. And I absolutely love it. Thank you so much, Carol. Yeah. You're close to express your authentic self too. Absolutely, yeah. definitely. So viewers, definitely go to wantheroutfit.com. Um, Carol Hansen is absolutely amazing, inspiring if you haven't already heard and seen this interview. Um, but definitely, I couldn't recommend Carol any any more than what I've done right now <laughs> so yeah so use her go to her for some style coaching absolutely um thank you again Carol you're welcome thanks very much for inviting me it's been a pleasure you're welcome. You. Hi Bye. and welcome back. We really hope you enjoyed Coach Rita's Corner and you gained some really good tips on how to feel good on the inside so you can radiate that feeling good on the outside. And we are really hoping you really got something from um, Carol Hansen. I mean, you know, knowing her for over a year now, she's really kind of inspired me, like I mentioned before about my own wardrobe, but also just in general, like she's a real go-getter. Mm -hmm. um, there's so much in terms of health and fitness that she does generally, but you're gonna get a lot from her. And I really do recommend that you start going on to wantheroutfit.com and start looking, reading up on her blogs, reading up on her journey. And you know, if you wanna book a uh, star consultation, 
go ahead i mean that's where her service is and again like i mentioned she's so inspiring which is why we chose to interview her for this month because again if we didn't get anything from it then we wouldn't really you know we wouldn't have made sure that you got something from it and that's what we want to do we want to share great experiences share inspiration and making sure that you stay motivated just as we are yeah so you know Again, Carol is an inspiration and her journey is an inspiration. She's a woman who has battled a lot in life and has come up trumps and she's gone and she's living her dreams. She's doing what she loves and what she's passionate about, which is helping a lot of women out there and just helping you build that confidence and feeling good on the inside as well as looking good on the outside which is always important. So I'm sure you gained a lot from that interview, just like we have. Definitely. So what's to come? Well, we've got our show in September. There's gonna be a variety of things we're gonna look out for September, but we'll keep you posted on that. Um, you know, just rounding off now, please don't forget to keep following us on Instagram. Um, we're on at sisters underscore in underscore rhyme. That's R-I-M-E. First two letters of her name, first two letters of my name. You can't go wrong with that. We are rhyme. So, um, yeah, definitely, you know, or just start following our hashtag, hashtag sisters in rhyme or hashtag rhyme showcase. I mean, look, September's going to be quite an interesting one. Um, like I mentioned, there's going to be a variety of things going on in the show. Um, but, but don't give the game away. No, we're Let's not. just keep them in suspense and see what happens. So that means that you'll have to tune in when it comes to September. Okay, so <laughs> it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. And again, just keep following us and message us and let us know your thoughts or any inspirations you have that you want us to share but also if you are someone who has an inspirational life who's going and living their dreams get in touch if you want to be on the show yeah definitely we welcome all walks of life so just get in touch with us because we want to know we want to get to know you and we think that we could you know just have fun on rhyme entertainment showcase so it's all good so until september I'm going to say goodbye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed the show. Stay tuned for more Rhyme Entertainment Showcase. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points.